are listening to the Project Weight Loss Podcast, where your best life is just one project away. And now, your host and life coach, Fina Perez. Hello, my lovely listeners. How are you today? How's this week gone? Oh my goodness, it's so cold in California. I can't believe how cold I've gotten. I'm not sure the reason for it. I should probably do some research around it. But ever since I took some of that weight off, I tell you, it's just been really cold for me. And I know you're probably saying, wait, kids, California, it's always nice. It's cold. (laughs) I'm cold. So the topic this week, we're going to be diving into this topic that might just pop your diet soda bubble, (laughs) so to speak. But what we're really talking about this week is the effects of diet soda on our bodies. And don't worry about it. Fear not. This isn't me judging you or some sort of judgment on what you're eating or what you're drinking. It's really that I want to provide information for you so that you can make empowered choices for your health. And this is really important for me because Every 10 episodes or so, I want to come to you and I want to bring you some information around the physical aspect of your project weight loss. So some food aspect or some dietary aspect, some aspect where you get information and I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just wanting you to have that information so you can make the most informed decision for you. And then about every 10 episodes or so, I'll bring you a maester that really has just impacted my life. And then we'll talk about other other topics in between that are really related to your project weight loss and um, living your best life. And so this week for the actual physical or dietary aspect of it, I wanted to talk about the science behind diet soda. But before that, I want to give you just a quick disclaimer. I really want to make sure that uh, that you talk to your doctor about, because this is the kind of topic whenever we're talking about a dietary change or some dietary needs, I really want to make sure that you get the support that you need, right? Especially when it comes to something that may affect potentially your sugar levels make sure that you talk to your doctor. So I wanted to say that first, get the disclaimer out there because it's really important. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to explore three scientific statistics that might make you think twice before reaching for that fizzy calorie-free delight. And I say delight because let me tell you, I used to drink so much diet soda before. I mean, that was the thing for me. And I learned a few things uh, throughout the years and I actually don't drink diet soda anymore, but it used to be a go-to for me. And, you know, before I get into the science about it, I just want to step back for a minute and just say that anything that we do, when we have a change initially, especially if we've made it automatic or a habit, it's really difficult to change. And I'm not telling you to drink or not drink diet soda. I want to give you the information so that if you do decide to make that change, know that you can create any new habit really at the end of the day that you want. Okay. So really consider this, the information and consider changing if you do to what works best for you. Because sometimes what we like to think about or do is do a do this versus that, or this is better than that. And I think that's kind of murky in my perspective. I really like this concept of go big or go home, right? So if you are going to have that change, go for the change that best suits you, the best option. 
you know, don't settle for something that's better. Choose the best. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. And I really want to stay in, in that focus of what's the best for you. So going back to the three scientific statistics, the first one is this concept of weight management. Despite it being marketed as a diet beverage, a diet in quotation mark, a diet, really studies suggest that there's a potential link between diet soda consumption and weight gain. And for me, this is a big deal because I'm really not sure exactly the reasoning behind this, you know, because I thought about this too. And I, I remember listening to Zig Ziglar and he was making a joke about cottage cheese, right? And he was saying, you know, cottage cheese is the most fattening food there is out there. And the reason why I say that is because none but fat folk eat the stuff. <laughs> and, you know, I'm not trying to body shame anyone, but it really made me think about diet soda too. And it made me think about me right? Because this is what I did. This is who I was. And so I was the one that drank that diet soda. And I was, when I was drinking it, I was at my heaviest and I kept on drinking it. And I wasn't at where I wanted to be when I was drinking the diet soda and doing all and eating all the other foods and overeating and everything else that I was doing. And, and the reality is that I looked around me in my little circle, Right. So the stats are telling us one thing, but then I looked around me in my reality, my circle and my sister Angel, who I loved so much, was very heavy. And that was her main drink. The diet soda it was her go to all the time. And then I looked around and my sister, who another sister who was not that heavy, didn't drink diet soda. And so in my little circle and, and even like today, I have a very, very close family member that is very heavy. And this person is the only one in my circle that I know that drinks diet soda. Now, again, you know, when, when we look at this, is it, is it causal? Is it causing you to be overweight? Well, they say maybe <laughs> it could be. And the way that I see it is if there's that potential that this is going to affect me and affect my project weight loss, well, then I have to be very mindful about it. I really have to think about it. And so as I come to you, I want to ask you, how is this serving you? How is drinking this diet soda serving you or is it? You know, the other thing that I, that I think about when I think about like these drinks or, or these situations that we want to change, right? Sometimes we don't want to change it, but when we do decide to change it, it's not so easy because you form a habit for it, right? You, you become automatic with your drinking of the diet soda, with your overeating or whatever that is. The other thing that happens is we create neural pathways of, of this is what I group and do together. So when I have my unhealthy meal, I have my diet soda with it. And for me, I used to, I used to bargain with myself. Okay. Let me, let me tell you how I bargained because you got to know this. So I would have these Spanish sweet breads. They're called conchas, right? They're round and they're like yummy. I didn't like the top you know, sugary stuff they put on it. So I take it off, but I love the bread and I would have my diet soda and my bread. And I would bargain with myself, rationalize with myself to say, well, I'm having the diet soda and that's no sugar. So now I can have the bread. So I don't know what's causing uh, for me specifically what was causing me f to do that. But I know that was one factor among many other factors and the habit, it became an automatic. When I wanted that afternoon snack, there we go, my piece of bread and my diet soda. So 
I say all this again, not to body shame you or shame you in any way. Rather, it's to give you the information. And here's the information. The diet aspect of it, well, not so much, right? It actually, it's the opposite. It causes weight gain. It's my understanding. And I think here, the the big tip here around the project weight loss aspect is to really consider the alternatives. Consider your best alternative options, right? So if you're going to go for some, you know, fizzy drink, go for some sparkling water, add some fruit in it, some berries or something in there and make it kind of like an infused water. And all of a sudden it's really snazzy. It tastes really good, but you really just went to water and more of a natural thing. So really be mindful of the choices that you make here. And then the second thing I want to say about this is that The statistics around this, the science behind this is that it creates metabolic confusion. So basically artificial sweeteners and diet sodas can disrupt your metabolism, potentially leading to overeating. And I think that this is really important for our project weight loss because there's so many different aspects of what happens in our body as far as hormonal changes and metabolic changes that it really just gets really confusing. And there's been a lot of stats out there saying one thing or saying the other, but at the end of the day, you know, your body takes that, that diet soda and it really doesn't know what to do with it. (laughs) It's really confusing your body, right? It's like, okay, there's sugar, but there's really not sugar and it's kind of sweet, but it's really not sweet. So it ends up being a real confusion for your body and it leads potentially to overeating. And so for our project weight loss, we don't want any kind of confusion. We want clarity and we want to be really clean with our food. And so for me, how I like to see it is I want to stay hydrated with water or natural liquid. Now, the other thing that I want to say is that it really has an impact on your gut health. And more and more today, they're coming out with so many different studies and so much good information, really amazing information about your gut biome, this whole concept of a healthy gut. And artificial sweeteners, is my understanding, they may alter gut bacteria, which then affects your digestion and then eventually also will affect your mood. So this is a really big deal for our project weight loss because there's so much in the in the concept of gut biome in this idea that there's kind of like a world in there. And the bacteria in your gut is so important to really in a way kind of clean out your system and also have your system function. So they say that if you have a really, really good and healthy gut, you're going to have minimal inflammation and inflammation wreaks havoc on your body and wreaks havoc on our project weight loss. And so that's why you want to have a really great, healthy gut. This is the kind of stuff that when you have a really healthy gut, you really want to pay attention to your system, how it's working and artificial sweeteners, they really may alter gut bacteria. So you want to be very careful with these diet sodas. Now, the other thing that I want to say is that there's been recently some controversy around aspartame. And so I want to give you some information from the National Library of Medicine and what they say. And so I'm also going to add it in the show notes so that you have some of the the 
the data and information that I'm giving you from the Cleveland Clinic and also from the National Library of Medicine. So my understanding is that these studies suggest that the byproduct of aspartame might be more harmful than sugar potentially linked to diabetes, obesity, and changes in offspring. So the the studies are showing all sorts of changes and, and what have you. And this includes premature births, allergies in newborns, and early menstruation in young girls. So basically, aspartame is really reflecting and showing a lot of potential issues And so now they're taking a look again at the studies behind this particular artificial sweetener to to make sure that it is actually healthy for us. And there's a lot of studies out there that says that they are, that it is, but um, but they're taking another look again, right? Because they're finding that it may also affect mental health and it may lead to mood disorders and stress. And it could also affect pregnant women who are, you know, eating the aspartame, they might have children with autism. Again, these are all allegations. They're wanting to take a look at this data again. And so one of the issues is the long-term use. It could affect and impact the brain, causing neurodegeneration and affecting memory and learning. And in addition to the brain, one of the things that they're looking at is the effects of the liver, a potential liver carcinogen. And I have issues with my liver. And I drank a lot of diet soda. So instead of water, I had my diet soda for lunch and dinner and snack. And, uh, you know, you don't think of it as a big deal, but just grab your diet soda when you go out to lunch or you grab it when you go out to dinner. And, you know, in the afternoon, three o'clock break, you just grab your soda. And now you had three sodas. And so it's that sort of thing that is for me, it was, I think, an overconsumption of diet soda. And my sister Angel who passed away consumed a lot of diet soda. And you know, I I share with you the story about my sister Angel. I don't believe that the diet soda in and of itself was the reason for her cancer. I can't say that. Even though that I think that I have to have pause here because it could have been a factor or it could have been a main reason. And that is what the science is looking at again. And that is really interesting to me. And it's interesting because it could have been, right? According to what these studies are, it could have been. But I I don't believe it because I think it's more than one thing. But I do say this, that she was very sick. And, and if it, if there is that possibility that it could be a carcinogen, you know, against the liver, against the pancreas, or it could be causing other damaging effects in your body, we'll be very mindful about it and take it very seriously, right? And the other thing that, you know, I love to do when I'm taking a look at, at any area of a dietary need or, or food or a drink, I always want to know what the maesters that I follow, what are they saying? Because to me, that's really important. You know, when you're, especially in the world of social media, where you're getting all this information at you, where you're either seeing the YouTubes and there's one YouTube after another, or on the TikTok or Instagram reels, and all this information is coming at you, you really don't know whether that information is peer reviewed, whether it's researched, what sort of research is done behind that. And so I like to follow certain maesters in the areas that 
they have expertise, right? So if it's in health or in, you know, wellness or dietary research, then I want to go to those folks and specifically T. Colin Campbell for me, because when I read the China study, you know, some of his initial work was he was finding that there were children that had a higher incidence of liver cancers and other cancers. And for me, that rang a bell, right? <laughs> so right away, I wanted to know what is T. Colin Campbell and his website and his association and work uh, around this topic. So I saw an article that he had, and I'm going to go ahead and put it in the show notes for you to see it. The article is from the Center for Nutrition Studies, and it's written by Rachel Bordoli, and the date is November 18, 2023. But basically, this article discusses the pros and cons of aspartame and this artificial sweetener that we are talking about um, that is found in many of these diet sodas. So aspartame is made from two amino acids and is widely used in processed foods and beverages. And it's really popular among folks, people that really are looking for sugar-free alternatives, especially when it comes to like with our project weight loss or with people that have some dietary need or health need around their sugar levels. And there are, and I talked about it on one of my previous podcasts that we're almost at the 50% of people that have uh, some form of diabetes or prediabetes. And so there's a lot of people that are affected that are looking for an alternative to the sugary drink. And so what this article is saying that while there are some potential benefits, there are some concerns. They're saying that over the years, the studies have linked aspartame to various health issues. And the even though the information is not 100% conclusive, in 2023, just as I was mentioning earlier, the World Health Organization, the WHO, recommended against using non-nutritive sweeteners, including aspartame, for weight management. And they were citing potential risks like an increased risk of type 2 diabetes and cardiovascular diseases. And this is really interesting because they also noted that there is more research to be done here. But the International Agency for Research on Cancer, IARC, classified aspartame as group 2B, suggesting limited evidence for association with liver cancer. And this is really important because, you know, as I was mentioning in our casual conversation earlier, it really can potentially affect us. And so we have to make sure we take a look. And so like for me that I, you know, want to take care of my liver, well, I'm going to be very, very mindful, very mindful about the diet soda that I take in. Now, while the WHO and the UN Food and Agriculture Organization maintain that as long as daily consumption remains below the recommended level, there's no convincing evidence of health risk. So really, they're basically saying that how much of it do you drink, right? How much of it do you have? Now, this is important for me because I'm really, like I said, I'm working to take care of my liver. And so this is one of the main reasons that I chose to to really go big or go home here, which is I'm just going to go for that water primarily. And again, you know, I like this concept of talk to your physician, your clinician around what are the best options for you. So I want to talk about some possible solutions for us as it relates to these artificial sweeteners, and as it relates to the diet sodas. So when I look at alternatives, as I was mentioning earlier about this concept of go big or go home, 
I really want us to opt for natural sweeteners like honey or dates or molasses. You know, some people use stevia and I used to use stevia quite a bit, but I, me personally, I categorize all of the artificial sweeteners together. So how I like to see the alternatives are really look at the most natural, basic whole food as possible. You know, so, or if you're doing no sugar, no flour, well then, these, these other substitutes are really not an option, right? Because if you're doing no sugar, that means no raisins, that means no molasses, that means no dates, right? So you wouldn't be having any of that if you had this concept of no sugar. But, you know, if you are following a protocol where you do have a Joe Eat or you have it periodically, especially after you clean out your system, then take a look at the whole food alternatives. The other thing is drink more water. You know, I love this concept of replacing the sugary and artificial sweetened drinks with water, right? So I did a whole podcast on water, and I'm also going to include that podcast in the show notes for you to take a listen, because I really want you to be mindful of what you take in. For your project weight loss, do the best thing for you. And then the other thing that I want to bring up is reading the labels. I think that when you hear this concept of no sugar, no flour, we're like, what are you talking about, feet? <laughs> are you kidding me? Everything has sugar and everything has flour, right? And I agree, a lot of stuff has sugar and flour. But what I mean by, by this is read the label. So the first three items on there should really have no sugar, no flour, if you are following the no sugar, no flour protocol. And you will find that you can eat a lot of the foods because... For the most part, they can have some sugar, but as long as they're not in the first three ingredients, then you should be okay. So a little bit of that is really not going to impact you a whole lot, right? So be really mindful of taking a look at your labels on these sodas that you take in or on the food that you're eating in general, you know, read them and then choose the products that are really based on whole foods and that have the fewest artificial additives right? Be really mindful when you're taking a look at that and make those choices that are beneficial to you. And then the last thing I want to say about that is moderation, right? So if you choose to go ahead and consume aspartame or the diet soda or some other alternative artificial sweetener, really do it in moderation, you know, take a look and really pay attention to how much. I remember listening to this podcast where and this was years ago uh, when I first started to listen to podcasts, maybe like 15 years ago, you know, they were talking specifically about hydrogenated oils and, and fats. And she was saying really at the end of the day, it's the amount. So she was saying, you know, in really small amounts, even though they are poisons to, to your body, anything is, is going to be okay in really small, small amounts for the most part. The other thing that I want to say is that I'm a big fan of not overdoing anything, right? Because that's where we get into trouble, the overeating, the over drinking, the over everything, right? That's where we get into trouble, right? So really be mindful of it, you know, stop yourself and say, do I really want this? You know, if he gave me that, that, that there's that possibility there. <laughs> so if you do decide, if you choose, because it's a decision, if you choose to consume diet soda or the artificial sweeteners, do so in moderation, you know, and be truthful to yourself and ask yourself, is this really serving you? Really? Now, what do I drink? <laughs> well, I drink water. So to me is make it visible and drink it in the morning. So that's what I do. I try to have water 
all over the place where I can see it. I want it in front of me. I want it around me. I want to be reminded of it. And I usually drink water first thing in the morning. Like I am brushing my teeth. And after I brush my teeth, I drink the water. That's how soon I drink my water in the morning. And then when I go downstairs to get my coffee going, I will go ahead and have some more water. And while I'm getting ready and all of that, a half an hour, 45 minutes go by, and then I drink my cup of coffee. And then when I get into work, I have my my water bottle right there. And it's one of the first things that I fill when I get into work. So I have water pretty much all the time. And then I take seltzer water. So for lunch, I like to have some sparkling water, or I will, if it's really, really cold and I'm really cold in, in the afternoon, I'll have some herbal tea. If in the morning I feel like I want something and I'm, and I want like that second cup of coffee, I won't get the coffee. I'll either get, you know, either decaf, but I, I generally won't get the coffee. I'll make some tea. I'll have some Earl Grey tea that I really love. Or I'll have some um, black tea, basically. And um, and I'll have that in the morning. And then in the afternoon, I'll have some herbal tea or just water. And then when I travel or when, when I'm home or I'm hosting something, I'll actually have fruit-infused water. I really like that. I think it tastes really delicious. I'll put some, smash up some uh, berries in there or put some orange slices in there. And your water just tastes better. And then the other thing I want to say is time of day drinking any fluids can also impact your sleep. So if you have to get up to go to the restroom, (laughs) be mindful of when you're drinking your water and when you're drinking your tea, especially the tea. So pay attention to when you're drinking. And that's why I really like to drink that water first thing in the morning and drink it, you know, at lunch and in the afternoon. But then towards the end of the day, I kind of taper off on the on the drinks because I think that sleep is really important for our project weight loss. And it's also really, really important for our brain cognition. So and memory. And so sleep is really, really important. So you don't want to have to be going to the bathroom all the time because you drank so much water. So really be mindful of that as well. So time of day drinking any fluids can really impact your sleep. So make sure that you are mindful of that. And so with that, I want to leave you with the quote of the week. Wellness is the journey of becoming the best version of yourself. One mindful choice at a time. I mean, <laughs> thank you so much for joining me this week. Remember, it's all about the progress, not perfection. So tune in next week so that you can get some insight and inspiration really to help you on your journey to a healthier and happier you. Until then, stay fabulous. Have a great week, everyone. Hey, thanks for listening. If you're ready to achieve your weight loss goal and grow into your most authentic and amazing self along the way, check out our website at projectweightloss.org. See you there.